0: So here's how it is. We recorded on Tuesday night, reasonably late, didn't really have time to get it all cut up and edited and uploaded, so I figured, I ah, will do it Wednesday, it won't be any big deal. Surely nothing big and important will happen in the meantime, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, about that. Um, there is an old Chris Rock bit about defending, uh, bad hip-hop that I think kind of applies to montreal and edmonton fans today um, you know we should all be ashamed of ourselves for liking this fucking team and so forth so here's your previously recorded podcast unfortunately a little bit short on uh... suban and hall jokes but you can get plenty of those on twitter on behalf of the colorado avalanche we just want to
1: thank the entire city of buffalo for your great hospitality Huh, why thank you, said the people of Buffalo. Well, we're first proud to select in this year's entry draft from the BC
0: Hockey League, Penticton Bees, Tyson Jost. So, Earl 06, Ryan Murphy. Do you know what to think about this guy or are you gonna wait for the TV to tell you? Because I'm gonna wait for the TV to tell me. Burnaby Joe stays in the BC Junior Hockey League. And this is this is going to be a
2: very popular top ten choice. <laughs> No question about it. There was no player that interviewed better at the NHL Combine. And one general manager said, that's the best kid I have ever seen in an interview in 10 years of doing it. And you know they're talking to 40, 50, sometimes as many as 80 players. When it comes to Tyson Joseph, look at that reaction. Absolutely
0: stunning. uh,
2: His grandparents there actually
0: helped him out. So now you know that he's the best interviewer of his draft class.
2: (laughs) Guys, I'm just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't wait. He'll
1: probably start taking McKinnon's interviews, too.
2: Well, you know, there's, uh, he's been really, really good. I, I didn't hear the initial you know, interviews after the draft pick, but he's been on local radio, and uh, he's been with you know, every other local media group, and he's been fantastic. you got yeah. the non-hockey guys who are really, really impressed. Uh, You know, Big Al and Darren McKee, who are very, very much football people, were very, very impressed by Tyson Jost. And if that gets three more people to watch hockey in this town, then I think we're in good shape. So is it actually Jost? I didn't think so for the entire time I was looking at this stuff. Nor did I. (laughs) I thought it was Silent J, but that's what everybody was saying uh, during the draft.
0: I mean, that's always... Not a bad idea to look at, you know, the people who might know, mm-hmm. but you also had the Edmonton Oilers who drafted fourth and picked up some random that no one had ever heard of called Jesse Poole Ju Jarvie. <laughs> you know, I,
2: I don't want to be, uh, you know, a, a bigoted against Canadians here, but do they mispronounce more names than anybody on the planet? <laughs> <laughs> I apologize beforehand to any other Canadian. Do you consider McNabb Canadian? I mean, with all due respect. (laughs) With all due respect. We love you for it, but. Damn it, just look up the name pronunciation once,
0: please. Kevin Bieska. So, yeah, Tyson Joost. I'm going to say Joost until I don't, apparently. Not a guy from major junior from from junior A, BCHL, Penticton V's. He is headed for the NC two A. What do you guys think about the pick? I
1: like it. Um, you know, I'd, he's obviously very polished and can handle that side of it. But um, you know, even a, a several weeks before the draft, I I watched some highlight packages, which is stupid because everyone looks good in those, but. Um, the guy has some pretty special talent. Um, I, I'm really looking forward, whether it's a year, or two years, whatever, for him to to play for the Avs.
2: Yeah, I like it too. I mean, uh, he falls right within the range. He was expected to be picked, so this wasn't an overreach. This wasn't not
1: according to Chambers.
2: Right, uh, Mike Chambers <laughs> didn't get that memo, but
0: uh, oh you know, no, I mean he was he got the awkward looking at you down his stick blade pick
2: come on they all did
0: i hate that pick so much
2: (laughs) but you know i don't get to watch a lot of junior hockey i mean it's not on television here i don't see these guys unless they're playing in a world junior championship or some national event generally so i'm asking other people that do get to watch and everybody told me to look for logan brown tyson jost you know uh, players in that range and he brings probably the most skill out of all those players that were falling to the number 10 pick. I mean, Logan Brown has more size obviously, but Tyson Jost has very, very top end skill. I mean, we got ourselves a really good center here. I mean, not just a good offensive player, but a good center.
1: Yeah. That's what I was going to say too. I mean, you know, he, he is known equally for his defensive play and his offensive play. And that's, you know, that's just amazing to see already for someone his age
2: sure i mean we may see some things exposed once he gets to a higher level of play i mean uh junior a isn't major junior but there were quite a few guys drafted out of that league this year early
1: well it's not just that he, he showed very well in the international tournament so it's mm-hmm. you know that that's sort of the saving grace for saying well it's just the bchl
2: right uh, uh, uh he put up more points than a certain particular someone who plays for edmonton did exactly
1: not- yeah 15 points in, in World Junior Under-18s, and, you know, that's a Not
2: lot.
0: Shabby. That's quite a bit, yeah. Yeah. So, um, by the way, I've just pulled up the uh, schedule for the University of North Dakota this next, upcoming season. Just kidding. That's last season. God damn it.
1: <laughs> I can tell you they don't play in Denver, but they do play in the Springs against CC.
2: There we go. Big ice. It's schedule.
0: That's still, I can only seem to find 2015. Here we go. Maybe it's here. Yeah, uh, they play at home against Denver in November. Colorado College on the 27th and 28th of January 2017. Mark your calendar for Ab's first round of Tyson Jost to be at Colorado College.
1: Sounds like All-Star weekend, too.
0: So there's no other real hockey to watch. Exactly. Correct.
2: Well, you know, unless you like the shootout challenge. Kia. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, I mean, obviously, it goes to North Dakota, right? I mean, there's no way it makes the team this year.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: I, you know,
0: I think. You never know, sure.
2: but I mean, it's, it, if
1: Miko didn't make it, then I don't know how he does, you know?
2: Right. I mean, they are about the same age, right? But, uh, I mean,. Well, it's, it's more
1: sort of the physical maturity and, you know mm-hmm. i would say from what I've seen jost might be maybe a little better game wise but I mean yeah. he's you know like everyone's like oh he's kind of small but you know
2: you
0: yeah, six
2: foot 190 pound people are small uh, That's what they
1: well do. yeah exactly I mean it's like yeah he's five eleven 190 I mean think about that right. you know it's not like he's 5'11", 165.
2: That's the size of a hockey player. You
1: know? Yeah. And he'll probably, you know, he'll grow an inch, maybe two, you know. What if he ends up 6'1", 200, 6'1", 195, somewhere in there?
2: Right. Kid just turned uh, 18 years old. We always exactly. forget that, don't we?
0: Yeah. Every time what? we forget that. Yeah. He's almost small. Think? Well. Right. Weren't so you? Was, so was <laughs> I, was I. I was a freshman in college. was 140 pounds. Soaking wet. So, yeah. um, should we maybe explain the, the the junior A thing for people who may not know the system?
2: Absolutely, it's a good idea.
0: Um, Tyson Jost, uh, I guess, has had his eye on college for you know a while. If you go to the major junior system in Canada, you do get paid a small stipend, um, which means that for the NCAA's definitions' sake you can never play in the NCAA because you are officially a pro.
2: you're getting any amount of money whatsoever.
0: Correct. That's, it's not just ridiculous. that.
1: It's uh, that you are allowed to go to the training camps and play with pros.
0: That too. That too. But the, the <coughs> stipend is a big part of it. Um, and so Jose with Junior A has maintained his amateur status and will be able to join the North Dakota side this fall.
2: Yeah, and he would not be the first one to do that. There are some big names in the NHL who've taken this path. Uh,
0: Tyson Jost
2: got a lot of uh, very favorable comparisons once he was selected at number 10. Yes, he did. I won't dare repeat in fear of jinxing it, but <laughs> kind of rhymes with Ronathan Raves. And Mo Mackick.
0: Right. Where, where can I go to these Ronathan Raves? That sounds fun. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're out in the desert,
1: man. And just in case so he sours on Notre Dame, he was drafted by Everett of the WHL, so he can go to major junior if he chooses at this point, which it looks very unlikely. But you we know, could it,
2: pull an AJ Greer, you know, and do both
1: yeah, this season. Exactly. And then the next guy we're gonna talk about, Cam Morrison's in the same situation.
0: Cam Morrison, the second round draft pick for the for Colorado number forty. Six foot two left wing from the United States Hockey League program at some pl- some point. Um, I don't get into a team name from the USHL because I've never heard of any of them.
1: The Youngstown Phantoms. Ugh, oh, they've got the
0: history, name. bro. <laughs> name two people.
2: <laughs> Cam Moore, you can't see it? them, man. <laughs> can't you see him because they're phantoms. <laughs> This hey. is a cool pick. I mean, Thanks, this isn't a guy that was on uh, my radar. You know, and the more I read about him, the more I really like this pick. Because I was really kind of set on a good power forward at number 10. And I think they got a guy that's probably at least 80, 90% as good as the guys that were going in that range. You know, in the second round, I think they got really good value. And he's super young. I mean, he, he
1: missed last year or next year's draft by a month.
2: Right. And he was rookie of the year in his league.
1: Yeah. And he scored what sixty six points in sixty games, and it.
2: <clears throat> oh, is that all?
1: Yeah. And actually, I'll name another. I think Kyle Connor was a Youngstown Phantom, and that's kind of who he replaced there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, I I like this pick a lot too. I I you know I was definitely like who, when he was picked, but.
2: Which is half the people that are selected in the second round. I mean, to be yeah. fair, but.
1: Well, it's just. You know, it, it's I I mean I can't. You know I don't I don't follow juniors in general all that much and and the USHL is just you know it's terra incognita to me but um, I mean you look at this guy he's big he's known as a power forward um, there are comparisons to AJ Greer but a lot of people are saying that he's got a lot better two way skills at this point in his career um, you know it just it it looks like a really promising pick he's going to Notre Dame next year. Um, but he was also drafted by North Bay of the OHL, where apparently he doesn't want to play. But kind of rights have been known to be traded. And if he went to Windsor or something like that, perhaps he would consider the CHL. I don't
2: know. This is another guy that also could be fast tracked. I mean, he's yeah. already got NHL size. I mean, he's 6'4, 210, I think we supposed to bet I mean uh, either way it's something in that range I mean he's already big and he could be an AHL player you know within the next two years
1: and the encouraging thing is if you look at his his stats every time he moves up a level he starts scoring immediately like he you know he, he's very good at making transitions to higher levels which is
2: right there's no adjustment period yeah. you know, where he's figuring things out I mean he's an immediate impact player offensively
1: so I, I mean you know the Depending on how things go at Notre Dame, you know, I, I could definitely see him not staying there anywhere close to four years. Right.
0: Good info on Mister Number Two. Let's move down to Mister Number Three in the third round. Of the Avalanche take Josh Anderson, six foot two defenseman from WHL's Prince George. What do we know about Josh Anderson? <coughs>
1: Well, when he was picked, uh, there there were a lot of groans because basically the scouting reports out there is he's sort of a low puck skill, shot blocker, huge guy. I think he's 6'3, 220. But um, I just, you know, after digging around a little bit, I mean, Alan Heppel said some good things about him being able to move the puck and that, you know, he can actually skate and he was injured midway through this past season his draft season at, you know, barely 17 years old, he hurt his back and and was out.
2: Right. So vertebrae, I think that was. Yeah. I mean,
1: and so, I mean, what we're looking at is a guy who basically was very early on in his 17 year old season when he got hurt. And so the stats we're seeing might not be indicative of really where he's at.
2: Right. He's got little to no scoring, you know, on a, stat sheet to look at. I mean, so we can't possibly evaluate him that way. No. Um, Obviously the avalanche are making a projection here that mere mortals aren't able to see.
1: (laughs) Right. And he did score a lot in Bantam where he was drafted out of. So,
2: well, and that's the other thing. He was a very, very high draft pick out of Bantam, right?
1: Yeah. He was the, he was the third overall pick in the WHL that year.
2: And that's nothing to, you know, forget.
1: Right. And yeah, it's, I you know I, I I get that it's it's a tough pick to, to really figure out why the abs were were gung ho on this guy but right you know like you said Ryan they they've watched him a hell of a lot more than any of us have so
2: absolutely and these internet jockeys who are trying to you know they, there's a name out there that they would have liked better I mean fine but you're not watching enough hockey to make these decisions you're looking at some guy on the internet's draft board in the third round, half these guys make the NHL anyway, if they're lucky. Yeah. And, you know, so you're already taking a flyer even on that name, you know. So let's not worry about Josh Anderson quite yet. Let's see what he's doing in the next couple of years in junior.
0: Exactly. He's going to be a
2: slower developing player. I mean, like you said, he's young for his age, and he's going to be probably a three-year major junior guy.
1: Um, but the nice thing is, is we'll actually get to see him because he's going to be at Dev Camp next week, and he's going to also be, you know, he unlike the NCAA folks, he will be in the rookie camp. We know he's been invited, and you know, if he if he shows well there, he might make it a a couple of days in in full abs training camp.
2: Have we heard if any of the NCAA guys are not going to be there
1: at the I mean, de- development camp?
2: Because they can be if they pay their own way. Is that right?
1: That's right. Yes. But the AVS obviously don't. They haven't even acknowledged that there's a development camp next week. I don't think yet. (laughs)
2: Right. So So, I'm just I'm wondering if even like a Tyson Jost might you know give it a run just to see if he can help himself make the team.
1: I you know I would think I would think he's probably the you know one of the biggest candidates. Also another guy we're going to talk about down the road. Um, Nathan Clerman is from the, the Denver area. He's from Boulder. Fucking so,
0: spoilers, dude. Holy shit.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, but, um, you know, he might be in town and it might just cost him, you know, whatever yes. the, the daily expense is. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, right. They, they have to charge a certain amount or the NCAA says, nah. Right. Um,
0: You're giving him free time.
1: Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's facilities and,
2: you know, sure. access to coaching and all that. So, you yeah. know. You know. splurge take the high occupancy lane down from boulder exactly but if he's in right.
1: culver at prep school i mean I, you know maybe he got right. a full right. ride or something like that but his parents probably got some dough
2: yeah i just uh, seeing the development camp last year seeing all the skating drills and the very detailed work that they were putting into very young prospects i would be surprised if they didn't at least uh encourage them to come if they could possibly could yeah uh, i think it'd be helpful for everybody so yeah, yeah, that's, but, the, uh, that's the that's yeah,
0: have sixth rounder, Nathan Clerman. Um, <laughs> we can skip over the fifth rounder because that's Adam Werner, a six foot four monstrosity tall goaltender from Sweden's uh, from Färjestads Junior Program. I hard, would be surprised over. if uh, if we knew very much about this guy.
1: Actually, the there's there's a bunch out there. He's uh, is there really?
0: Yeah, this, this is me and and prospects. I'm just like eh. I don't trust any of it, so...
1: He's actually played played a lot internationally for Sweden, uh, you know, since the under-16 stage. And he will actually be in North America for the World Junior Development Camps that they have during the summer. I forget when that is. I don't know, late July, something like that. But, in America? Right. Um, Why? Because the U.S. and Canada host these camps, and they bring Finland, Sweden, Russia, and I think the Czechs maybe and they have um, sort of a mini tournament and mini camps and things like that hmm. um, I don't know how it works this year but I think last year was in Lake Placid and uh, Montreal maybe um, so he's going to be a part of that though he will be in North America um, you know I, I, they even show those games on TV so we might even get a chance to, to get a look-see at him.
0: how did I not know this existed? <laughs>
2: Not paying attention.
0: Oh, after the after free agency like gets wound down from the first week, I pretty much check out of hockey entirely for the rest of the summer, and just <laughs> focus entirely on other things.
1: No, the 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 Canadian games are all free on the internet. The U.S. of course makes you pay, but. yeah, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know if, if you have guys, you know, from your favorite team playing in it you know it's it's not a bad thing to watch a couple minutes of here and there sure uh but but yes uh big mr verner will be part of that and uh where it is is he's gotten a, a contract with a, a second tier swedish team next year so he won't be playing swedish juniors he'll be playing in the the Allsvenskan, which is their ahl okay cool and he's that's also the that's an older to... draft
2: pick too, right? He was 19, I think. Yeah, he
1: was. He's a second round through the draft guy, right? Um,
0: Which isn't too bad on a goaltender. You I mean you know a little bit more about what he's about?
2: Yeah, it's better as far as I'm concerned. Well, the Avalanche needed some uh, help with their goaltending pipeline too, and uh, we'll talk about another development later. I'm sure. But, sure. Uh, yeah. This is a type of player that they need in their system because it's a little bit bare at the moment.
1: Yeah, you know
2: it's with I
1: you know i don't want to hold out hope that max Payposh will somehow make the jump and start playing well and and really developing but you know that kind of left a hole cuz you know they did, they didn't draft goalies on either side of his year so we're basically stuck between Spencer Martin and now
2: right which uh is Probably (laughs) not a quick development path either.
0: It's not ideal. You want to have somebody in the pipeline because goaltenders don't pan out so frequently. Right. Yeah. Well,
2: and again, I think we'll get to another player that uh, recently joined the ABS organization, I believe, this afternoon. Uh, That'll probably be kind of in the same boat, at least uh, development-wise.
1: Yeah.
0: So what do we know about Nathan Clareman, then?
1: We know very
2: little. He's from Boulder. Uh, good <laughs> Colorado kid good it's Colorado boy a, a military academy that a couple <coughs> of famous NHL players have attended uh, including our own John Michael Wiles right
1: yeah up uh, uh, pocket himself this? yeah Um, yeah
2: i forget there's about four other names too that i'm kind of blanking at the moment because uh, it's it's
1: pretty famous i I had a friend of mine from my hometown and went there actually for hockey when i was just a lad yeah um but yeah it's a good school um i mean it's just what we have to go on you know his stats line at at elite prospects is like one year of high school hockey right and he Mm -hmm. played 20 games so it's just you know, not much to go on, but apparently he's, you know, he's a, he's a decent sized guy. I think he's like six two, around two hundred pounds. He's a good skater, moves the puck well.
2: So, can we like discern that the Avalanche are scouting like local club teams now? <laughs>
1: <Maybe>. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to scout prep schools, I mean, it's it's not, you know, Culver isn't Shattuck Saint Mary's, but it's you know, it, it's sort of if you're scouting Shattuck Saint Mary's, you're probably looking at places like Culver as well.
2: I'm you know, talking well about th- even before that. Are they watching like local Colorado junior hockey?
1: I wonder about that. You got to wonder if someone's kid was with him and you know squirts Somebody's or something like to. that. Somebody's
2: got to. He's too close to like uh, Adam's Foot kids. Uh, how old are Sackex kids these days? Got to be pretty
0: close too.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's a year older than Foot's oldest son. Right. Um, so
0: because Foot's son will be in the draft next year.
1: That's right. correct. Yeah. Um. And also, Mr. Klerman, is, he's committed to Notre Dame, but it uh, looks like he'll defer for a year and go into the USHL and play for Tri-Cities, which is in Kearney, Nebraska, uh, next year.
0: Ew. Why would you choose Nebraska over going to college?
1: I don't know. They have his rights, and, and apparently other teams were seeking this kid's rights, and they were like, "Nah, ah, we're keeping this guy. No,
0: that's promising.
1: Yeah. That's
0: promising. And.
2: Well, it's a shortest drive. I mean, it's close to home.
1: It's a it's a little over a tank of gas from Denver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the newest unit of measurement of the Midwest. Well, it's Unit tanks of gas.
2: That is the most boring tank of gas I've ever wasted.
0: Oh my I, god.
2: For anyone who's driven from you
1: know Denver Boulder area all the way back east to New York, let's say like I did a couple
2: times. Um, There's some stuff there in the middle that is not worth looking at. Yeah. Exactly. And, but, and then
0: outside of that stuff that's not worth looking at, there's a whole lot of nothing to look at.
1: Yeah. But actually, I, I talked to AJ the other day, and I was like, you know, what do you, what do you know about this kid? Have you found any footage of him? He's like, I, I, I don't think there's any out there. And uh, he also remarked that he's got family in Carney and he might go out and, uh, and see a game sometime this winter.
2: Huh. That'd be neat. Yeah, there's nothing out there. I, I'm looking for a photo, you know, just to put on an article when we're, you know, rapid posting it. And, you know, I throw the search in Google and I look at like the two and a half options and I'm like, God damn yeah. it. <laughs> Some exactly pixelated, smeared, blurry, and yeah. anything that could go wrong with the photo. It went wrong with those photos.
0: Doesn't even have mustache eyebrows. You can't
1: even tell he has eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> so in the seventh
0: round, Colorado ended their draft for the, for the season with Travis Barron, which is with two R's. So it might be Barron. I don't know. A 6'1 uh, OHL's Ottawa 67s. Um, yeah. And when I, I was finally waking up, as this pick rolled through Twitter, and I, like everyone I follow was like, oh, why isn't it this guy? Or why isn't it that guy? Because it's, like, it's a 7th round pick. Right.
2: Well, <laughs> you know, this guy's kind of the opposite of like a Josh Anderson, for instance, because he was expected to go a lot sooner than the 7th round you know, as, uh, far as these mock drafts go, he would be considered a steal. Yeah. I think they had him rated like in the one forties. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I like this guy a lot. Um, he, he, you know, a lot of people have made the comparison between him and, and Julian Nantel being picked in the seventh round a couple of years ago by the avs And it, you know, it, it there's a lot of parallels there. I mean, um, you know, known a little bit more for defense. That You know, he scored in, uh, in midgets and bantams a little more than he has so far, but he's also super young. He was born in the last two weeks of August of 98, so he was within a month of being in next year's draft too. So, um, you know, I, I think he still has a bunch of upside, but it, you know, everything you hear about him is, you know, he's tenacious, two-way player, good four-checker. Maybe the offense will come. Maybe it won't. But even if it doesn't, you still got something there.
2: Right. And any time you have a seventh-round pick, you might sign to an entry-level contract. you think he has that kind of upside? I mean, that's a pretty good draft pick. And everything I've heard, uh, that sounds like the type of player that he might be.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I saw an interview with Jeff Brown, who played for the Nordiques uh, with Sakic, and is also the father of Logan Brown, who wasn't taken by the Avs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had tons of good things to say about him. And it's just, you know, it, you know, yeah, he's his coach. He's going to pump his tires, but, um, you know, there's a lot of encouraging things to hear about a, a young player like that.
2: Right. And if anybody hasn't read Earl's kind of recap of our draft, you should go to mile high hockey and do so because, uh, he makes a great point that the Avalanche drafted a lot of older, quicker impact players over the last couple of years. This year they did the opposite. They picked a lot of very long-term younger players that may take a little bit longer, but they'll have their rights to for a longer period of time as well. Yeah. These guys are barely 18 by the deadline.
1: Yeah. I, I really like the strategy that they put together this year. I mean, it, I don't know if you can put together a strategy of drafting kids that were a month away from being in the next in, into the 2007 dra- 17 draft, but, the way it ended out, it looks really smart because they're really getting, you know, kind of a lot of unrealized potential at, at lower picks. And they're also getting a lot of time to have people um, develop in amateurs rather than, you know, being forced to sign or, or
0: cast them away
1: in two years.
0: So that's the Avalanche draft class. They didn't have anyone in the fourth, um, but we've got. Everything built up together on the six guys that we were able to pick up, and no trades to d- during the draft um, for this year's picks. But uh, that doesn't mean that's the whole story. No. We, st- we even started on, uh, on Thursday. I could announce a trade. <laughs> oh, now the movie stops. Dude, I love my old Batman trade uh, soundbites. They're the best. <laughs> Um, we have lost Reto Berra. The Reto Berra era has come to an end. Reto Berra traded to the Florida Panthers in exchange straight up for Rocco Grimaldi, who was a, uh, rather small forward that the Panthers picked up a couple of years ago in the draft, and, uh, hasn't really turned into much of anything for them. No other pieces in that draft. It's Berra for Grimaldi. Thoughts?
1: I'm I'm sad to see Yogi go. I you know it, I I think it would have been nice to have him sort of mentor Spencer Martin next year in San Antonio, but it you know it, it's five hundred thousand against the the cap, and and it's a luxury. In a in a time when you really don't have the money for it.
2: Right at the same time, though, you're getting a player that was drafted thirty third overall. And, yeah, uh, I mean, and had quite a bit of potential, <laughs> scoring potential. I mean. Steph mentioned he is undersized. He's listed at five, six, which who knows what that means. God knows it's it, probably not 180 pounds he's listed at either, but, you know, this is a goal scorer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've i seen him play a bunch in the AHL, and he's, you know, he's very skilled down there. Um, hasn't translated yet um, in, into what he needs to be at the NHL level, i.e., you know, playing good defense as well, but it you know, I read some quotes by his former coach in San Antonio, who's now the GM of Florida, Tom Rowe, <clears throat> saying that, you know, this season it was looking like he would finally, you know, be in that role and and play solid defense, and, and then the, the scoring would probably follow with more time on the ice. Yep.
2: Yeah, we should so, also mention that he was a fan favorite in San Antonio when the Rampage were still affiliated with the Florida Panthers.
1: Big time, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, when he was with the Rampage, when they were Florida property, uh, Grimaldi in the 2014-15 season had 64 games played. He scored 14 goals, 42 points overall. Um, had a goal in the playoffs as well. And then last season with Portland, he had 16 goals, 17 assists in 52 games. Spent 20 games in the NHL, 3 goals, 2 assists. His uh, his size definitely will continue to work against him, um, for the foreseeable future. But you know, little guys have definitely performed in the NHL before.
1: Right? He doesn't play small. I that's just the. I mean, just in watching the Monsters play the Rampage back in the day. I mean, you know, the the Rampage didn't play Portland this year, so I didn't get to see him this year. But in, in the past couple of years, um. You know he doesn't play small you noticed his his size and stuff like that but it's not like he's just tossed around like a rag doll out there um, you know I, I think it's a you know if, if you're just trading Yogi to get rid of the cap hit and give him a shot um, it's staying in the NHL which is something they mentioned um, this is a good guy to get back you know maybe he doesn't ever make an impact at the NHL level but you know he'll be good for San Antonio if not.
2: Well, Avalanche fans should remember too that the organization had a really hard time replacing centers at the NHL level last year. And yeah. you know, we were playing Miko Ranton at center. I'm not sure if that's on purpose, but this <laughs> team was bereft of centers at the AHL level last year. And that can't happen again. That's bad for everybody's development.
0: Oops, I accidentally put Ranton at center again. <laughs> Man.
2: Yeah, i will just leave him
1: there.
0: I don't, I, I, <laughs> Why not? I have trouble to put him back. The record
1: is saying this, but I don't
2: think it was accident. I think they wanted to see how he'd do.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. And, We've talked about that. Um, certainly not a position we wanted him playing in the NHL. No. Yeah. If he's going to be at his
1: most effective, it's not going to be at center. it's right. not know. going to be his
0: off wing either.
1: Right. But, you know, two years from now, if McKinnon and Duchenne get injured on consecutive nights again, well, you know, put him at center. Why not? Sure. You know, if it's a short-term thing, it's not a bad deal.
2: Otherwise, you're getting a 23-year-old here who is a pretty high draft pick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they do it because I think they believe they can replace Bears veteran presence at goalie in the AHL. I'm sure that's something maybe is on the list here to talk about. But, you know, I think they can get something of his quality back in free agency. Therefore, you acquire the asset that you could use otherwise, which is a young center that could play in the NHL. He's a borderline player. And they'll get a barrel
0: that will tell it at half the cost.
1: Correct. And it wasn't just the avalanche that were done with centers. I mean, you know, San Antonio was just it was just awful the amount of centers they lost last year as well. Right. It, it, Traded it, one. You know, they they lost Ben Street for the whole year. That that just killed everything. Um so it just You know, one thing we kept noticing is that Jesus, this team needs some centers, not named Trevor Cheek. You know, I mean, not guys we're bringing up from the ECHL. We need guys that are true centers that are developing down here and can play in, you know, the the second, third line role in the AHL. Right.
2: And you need that for the defense you're trying to develop. You need it for the wings you're trying to develop. I mean, center is such an important position that you can't be bringing up the scrubs to fill that. So, well, it's just I dumb to
1: have a center that can't distribute. And, you know, it's like, all right, you're trying to develop wings, and some guy in the center who's just sort of like, I right, well, I'll play your coach, but you know, right.
2: you know it's like not be a problem next. It's kind of just makes a bottleneck that kills the whole team. I mean, J T. Confer's probably going to be on this team for a period of time. Grimaldi's going to be on this team for a period of time. I mean, we're going to have better quality talent playing in San Antonio, which I'm sure their crowd will appreciate. I think they definitely will.
0: So this is the last year of Rocco Grimaldi's entry-level contract. He makes just under a million, and he'll be an RFA next summer. So he'll be one to keep an eye on to see how how he uh, performs with whatever teams he ends up with. Um, Got a question in from uh, Thomas, either Gallant or Gallant. Gallant. There are three different ways to pronounce your name. I'm going to go with Gallant because I like it. Thomas Gallant asks, does Rocco Grimaldi make the team out of camp? And I'm going to imagine from that conversation we are unanimous in saying no. I'd, I mean, I'd say it's highly
1: unlikely. Yeah. And I'm with a healthy team.
2: Right. And without further trades. Um, if we're trading more NHL players, uh, then the likelihood increases. But otherwise, no. I mean, it would have to take a John Mitchell trade, you know, to even consider it.
0: It's not just that.
2: I mean, he has to come to camp and just kill it. Yeah. Absolutely. He has to be better than J.T. Comfort, for instance.
1: Well, I mean, I could see them both on the team as well, but it's just, you know, he's got to just, you
0: know, take the bit between his teeth and and not let them send him down. Right. So, um, the other trade we have to announce should be a shorter conversation. We've got Nick Holden to the New York Rangers for their fourth-round pick in 2017. Um there were definitely rumors swirling for months that Nick Holden was going to be gone at the draft. Didn't get it done for a pick this year. And they tried. I'm sure they tried. Um, so how do you feel about the return? Um, are this what you're expecting? Are you happy with it?
1: I, um, I, I, I would have rather it, it ended up a different way, but this is kind of the way it had to end. I mean... I, Nick Holden wouldn't be bad to have as a 6th or a 7th defenseman on your team at something south of $1.65 million and south of 15 minutes a night. Precisely. But that's not. that's not what was happening.
2: It's important to mention the salary when we're talking about the return because we get rid of that contract. And uh, if we end up spending that money on something the team needs more, then we have to look at that trade differently. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, Holden, I agree would have been a really good 6th or 7th defenseman for this team. And it wasn't like a terrible price, but again, I think the Avalanche can do more with that money.
0: And younger players need playing time. Yeah. That's where I'm coming at it with. I don't think $1.65 million a year for Nick Holden is a big deal. I think he's a logjam in the roster, being played over his head. But if you don't play him over his head, then he's in the way of guys like Zadorov and Bigra.
1: And, he and Sakic said as much about the trade. I mean, he just said, you know, it's like, you know, what we're going to do this year is go with the young guys. And, and you know, that, that's kind of what, what we're thinking as far as a plan for this year is, <clears throat> you know, maybe not have so many veterans blocking the way.
0: Right, who aren't necessarily better at this particular time. <laughs> right. I'm very yeah. hopeful that they actually stick to their guns and ride or die um, and not jump off if things are looking bad and late October. Well, they've
1: tied themselves to the mast with this. I mean, they really can't afford to, you know, another big defense. They've basically, you know, made it such that Bigra or or Z are going to be getting big minutes right off the bat, and maybe both of them.
2: Right. And the other player we should talk about is Eric Jelena, who they traded at the deadline last year, who a lot of us think probably has Nick Holden-type upside. You know, he's still a young player. Or maybe even more, you know, somebody who obviously has a power play shot that's worth having on the team.
1: And it's just, you know, yeah, we didn't get to see him much, but the thinking is that he's probably a little better with the puck in his own zone. It has was, to be right. Yeah. Which was, was an area that was very frustrating with Holden is the, the amount of icings and um, punts and, and things like that. It just, you know, it just makes for long shifts for everybody. And then, you know, if no, Jelena can, if Jelena could do something above that level, then that's a big win.
2: Right. I mean, the one compliment we can give to Nick Holden at this stage is I do think he improved defensively all three years. He was playing with the team. I agree. And uh, that kind of development, I look forward to in Eric Jelena.
1: Yeah. I mean, remember when Holden first got here, I mean, his gap control was still awful last year, but it was, you know, light years better than it was his first year. I mean, he just sort of, as soon as the ball turned the other way, he just skate back and stand in, in the circles
2: waiting for everybody to come at him. Right. And I also think he became a player who was good. It was effective, at least on a penalty kill, which I never expected his first season. Yeah. I mean, uh, these were developments. And I think he increased his value in, into a player that he traded for a mid round draft pick. Um, yeah. Still pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of difference in value between a fourth and a seventh, so it's too bad that we couldn't make a third out of this one. But this is about what I expected, and I'm not like up in arms because it's a fourth. I mean, yeah, this is sure a guy they who never it. played or, in the
2: NHL. You know, uh, he was a
0: free agent who made the team out of camp. So he had to play for three seasons. So root against the Rangers next season because the worse they do, the closer to a third rounder that pick becomes.
1: I always do. <laughs> I'll have no I so do I.
0: <laughs> as a, is a strangely large, anti-rangers sentiment at Mile High, but I am on board with it. The other, <laughs> off-season move that the Avalanche have made in the last week um, is placing Brad Stewart on unconditional waivers for the purpose of buying out the contract. This is something we speculated. Um, you know, as we talked about last
2: time, uh, this doesn't get them any more cap room, which is unfortunate. The extension kicked in after age 36, and they're not going to save anything. But uh, symbolically, uh, um, like I was talking about last time, this is a bigger deal than just what it is on paper. I think it's...
1: The the big thing is the fact that they could buy them out, and that says that they couldn't have put them on LTIR. So you're paying the money no matter what. You're not going to get relief by LTIR. So... Right. Your choices are have him there. You know, obviously there were some difficulties between the staff and him. Um, they didn't want him around, so you know you're going to pay him anyway. May as well have him take that money somewhere else, maybe at home.
2: I applaud the Avalanche. I think they're admitting this was probably the worst mistake this new regime has made, and they're cutting ties with it. You know, physically, symbolically, what have you.
0: Um, I like it. Yeah. Like, you do have to pass a physical to be bought out. So if it comes out that he can't pass that physical, then he will be on Lulamoreo Island this season anyway, and it won't matter. <laughs> and he is on
2: waivers right now too. Technically, he has not technically been bought out. Yeah. Right, he's on unconditional
0: waivers. He has to sit right. there for a day and wait. So who picks him up,
2: huh? <laughs> picks him up <laughs> Arizona, come on down. Okay. Somebody takes oh. that contract.
0: We are really happy about that. Oh, it. yeah.
1: I can't imagine who would do that for us. I mean, nah, just... If
0: there was any taker, I'm sure they would have found it by now. Yeah. yeah. So that's minus Holden. That's minus Barra. That's minus Stewart. So the roster that's left, uh, we're also minus Matthias for now, minus Bodker. um. There's some gaps to fill here.
2: Right. It's probably worth mentioning, too, that Joe Sackick has expressed interest in returning both of those players. Uh, They would both like to test free agency. And uh, they're going to do so. Um, Which is code for they're gone?
0: They're not coming back.
1: I think bodker has gone. I I still hold out hope for Matthias. I know Data reported that Matthias wanted to go back to Toronto and and Philadelphia really wanted him, but... um, you just got the impression, and maybe he's just a you know a happy guy wherever he is. But you got the impression he liked being in Denver.
2: Yeah, did Sackett kind of mention something yesterday? Perhaps of you know they were close on something, and there was mutual yeah. interest. But you know he still wants to see what he can go make. Yeah, I, I think they're in an okay place. I think they're probably closer around Bodker too uh, than people would probably realize. If that's the direction they want to go, which I know a lot of people <laughs> would not support. Um, Hello, that's a money deal with him. I mean, it you know, is a money
1: there, deal. There, there is a there is a amount that people would feel comfortable paying him, and it, it doesn't look like that's very close to what people would be willing to offer elsewhere.
0: Jim Binning, come on down.
1: And and you know he's just at the head of the line, probably. I mean, there's you know there's probably a bunch of teams that would consider a. a, a a big contract for him, and I just, you know, I don't see the interest from the Avs in doing that.
2: I mean, how much do you pay for him if he's a player you're interested in?
1: I, that all depends on other things, and that's that's what's tough about it. And and they, you know, they're kind of going about it backwards. You know, they're seeing what they can afford with with, you know, the lowball deals for Barry and, and McKinnon to right. see what they can afford you know, on the open market. I I just I'd rather say let's let's take care of our guys and whatever's left over, you put it into free agents.
2: Yeah, but in a vacuum, you know, how much do you pay for Mikel Botker? Is he a five million dollar a year player? Free agency? Uh,
0: No. I
1: I think he might be on the open market, that's the thing.
0: No. Don't do it. And um who's who's jam in Minnesota, you do it. I I'm not doing it. Yeah. Do you do it for four and a half? No. Yeah.
2: Tempting. I mean, I, I'm tempted at four, four and a half. But yeah. I don't think he's anywhere near that range at the end of the day.
0: See, for my money, the Av's needs do not match up with Botker right now. They need a guy who's gonna be producing for them in their top six. And he's not consistently that guy, and he's but you're gonna wanna pay him like he's that guy. And he's, he's not right handed. And he's he's not a fit. Well, Avs probably need one top
2: six player. Do they not?
1: If he could play right wing effectively and you could say, like, all right, you know, he might not score 25 goals, but he'll give you 20. Hmm. You know, that's tempting for four, four and a half.
2: Sure.
1: But it's just I, I don't know if you can count on that. It just he dried up so bad when, when McKinnon and, and Duchesne went down that it's just you, you're like, all right, he's he's very
2: complimentary.
0: It's very much a passenger, and if it, if the Avalanche were to sign in for more than four a year, I would be very sad. Yep,
2: yeah, but the Avalanche do need one player in their top six, even with Rantanen moving up. Probably, um, you know, depending on what you do with Duchesne next year,
0: maybe just start him at right wing. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I think we really might see Rantanen up at the top six by the end of the year. But at opening ninth, they're going to need a guy. Yeah, somebody. I I
1: think that guy's Iggy. Honestly, I mean, I think what they're going to do <sighs> is start Iggy in the top six. Sure. And he's probably gonna get less minutes, and less minutes, and less minutes, and Rantanen will get more and more and more, and it uh, they'll just you know they'll basically swap places by November first, hopefully.
2: Yeah. Yep. That sounds realistic to me. I mean, I I just don't know what you do with them otherwise. I mean, again, was yeah, a mean, fourth line player, and that's the amount of minutes he deserves.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just you really. As much as we just don't want to deal with Iggy being in the top six, I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of why he's here. Right. And he may not be as effective as we'd like him to be, but, you know, if he can pass along some pointers to, to Miko and other younger uh, players and, and gradually give up his, his playing time to someone like that, then, you know, that's not altogether a bad deal.
2: Yeah, can we uh, convince him to show Miko Rantanen that slap shot, that one-timer from the circle?
1: It yeah, but, but maybe like so you could do it from other places, too, so no one could just yeah. sit
2: there and figure out
1: exactly what's going on. Still, can that be taught? I'm intrigued. <laughs> I, I can tell you right now that Miko doesn't need help there. <laughs> He's got a friggin' cannon.
0: It's the only issue with, with this conversation is I'm looking down the list of UFAs who are under 30 at right wing this year, and I'm seeing not much. Oh. Justin Fontaine, Chris Stewart, Matt Fratton, Steve Downey, uh, Jack, Jack Schillie. Fatso. Uh, Fatso
1: is about the only really promising guy that I'd
2: want there.
0: Victor Tikhanov, Aaron Paluchai. Hmm. Wow. Lyndon and, and May.
2: What, we're not talking about uh, Lucic and Bacchus here? You, know, you guys don't want those players? You can't
0: afford Lucic. No.
2: He's getting at least six years,
1: isn't he? But seriously, like, if McGinn would take, you know...
0: Tyler Biggs. Three for... There's for the guy you want. Two. No.
2: You <laughs> get Yuri Hoodler to stop killing the abs and start killing other people.
0: Oh, no, 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 see, that's, that's where you get screwed. That's where you're the Sharks paying Scott Hannon.
2: Right. I mean, because you can't give these 32-year-olds just a one- or two-year deal. I mean, they want to get paid for longer than they're being effective. You know, it's, he's going to get paid until he's probably 36, 37 years old, and you're not going to want him at that point. Yeah. yeah Would you that, take
1: McGinn back, though?
2: Take McGinn back just so I could start calling him nicknames again. I <laughs> mean, we miss him.
0: I would take McGinn back just to say won the trade.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, for for what he looks like, he will make next year. I I think he's probably the Avs' best shot at putting someone in the
0: top six. Um, economically. And his offensive production is just as frustrating as Mikkel Bodker's, but he doesn't totally disappear when he's not producing.
1: Yeah. I mean, his defense was horrible when he was in Colorado, but it, you know he actually played decent defense for Buffalo when he was devoted to the fourth line. Um, you know, I, I, I like the idea. I, I just, you know, I don't know if he can go home again with that, but, you know, for...
0: I don't dislike for the- players
1: in that salary range. I, he kind of stands out as someone that I'd like more than the mo- the rest.
0: Right.
2: And you could swap him in and out of that third line, too, and he'd probably be more effective. Uh, you know, Jamie McGinn's always been good on the four check, and he's yeah. always been played decently with Matt Duchesne, too. Yep. Uh, I mean, these are pluses. I and mean, I agree with you guys. I think for the price that we can afford, I mean, that's the type of player you're looking at.
1: Yeah then it's just, you know, I mean he's familiar with everything. It's not like, you know, he he's not starting from square one if he comes in. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that 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 does have a value.
0: Right.
2: We know he was a good locker room guy. I mean, I think the organization liked him in general. I don't think that was a piece they wanted to give up to the Buffalo during that trade, but, you know, had to in order to get pieces back. Yeah. You know, why why the hell not? I mean, you got to spend money on something. This team is will not be content to Wait another year. I mean, you have to fill that position with somebody who was an
0: NHL player. Yeah. Hey, if I get to post that, uh, that, that gift from Fear the Fin of Jamie McGinn's head on a Nyan Cat pop tart, I will jump on the opportunity. <laughs> um, the final piece of housekeeping the Avalanche kept up with this week is qualifying their restricted free agents. Um, some of them, few of them. The obvious ones got deals offered to them. That would be Mikhail Grigorenko, Calvin Pickard, Nathan McKinnon, and Tyson Berry. There are several names that I did not just say.
1: You didn't say Duncan Siemens and he got qualified.
0: Well, he's not the obvious ones. <laughs> there's 11 non-obvious ones who are candidates, and Duncan Siemens is the one who got it.
2: Right. Uh, there's still some names that could be mentioned here. Uh, I think they're probably waiting until last possible minute, but uh, who's at the top of your list?
0: I had the list up, and I guess I accidentally closed it, so now I'm opening it up again.
1: As far as who am I surprised at?
2: Right, who Who are you surprised has not been qualified first round, of, first wave of names? And
0: before you answer that, I'll give you the list of who's not been qualified in alphabetical order. Samuel Ocalio, Gabriel Beaupere, T- Taylor Beck, Trevor Cheek, Dennis Everberg, Joey Hishin, Brandon Gormley, Garrett Mears, Borna Rendelitz, and Roman Will.
1: Out of all those guys, I'm honestly surprised slightly that they didn't keep Hishin and Everberg's rights, and the rest of them I'm not surprised at all.
2: Even Taylor Beck, you know, somebody who might He's be a-, a
1: useful AHLer. <laughs> He he's on a he was his qualifying offer is one way and nine hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Oh, you can't do that. Well, it's tough too because I mean he came to San Antonio, played two games, had an off ice incident and got hurt. Came back for the last two games of the year, so it's like I mean it's really tough to glean how he's going to fit in with guys because he he never really played much there, so. Um, he's a guy that I could see them coming back to in free agency and saying, "Look, we're not going to pay a one way nine hundred thirty thousand dollars deal for you, but you know if you want to take two way, this is what we'll give you." And and you know maybe they'll give him a nice big AHL salary and and.
0: But still, no 900000 dollars.
1: No, I mean, if he if he goes to unrestricted free. Agency, they're not being qualified, then they can negotiate with him freely.
2: Right. So, so they could offer it. doesn't him. mean necessarily at the end of Taylor Beck or no. right. Joey Hishin. It's just the end of this particular contract.
0: It very likely does mean the end of Joey Hishin because he's moved on to Europe.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Without Same retaining rights, with I mean, when Norman he comes
1: back, George. he'll be able to sign with anyone. Same with Everberg. Yeah. Right. Same um, with
0: Borna. Um, were you surprised at all by Brandon Gormley not being qualified? No.
2: I am only because I heard Joe Sakic express interest in retaining him. And, I think uh, he was
1: trying to retain him to trade him at the draft, and nobody took it. Okay. Yeah. Well,
2: in that case, uh,
0: I, I defer. But, and yeah. as you look at the league and who's not being qualified, you kind of see why nobody took him. Yeah. Right. Nobody right. wants their RFAs this season. What? Nope.
2: Nope. So you'll have plenty of is... chances to restock, too.
0: It's. I
1: mean, it's a great deal if you have nobody signed for your AHL team, and you kind of need a lot of guys like right now.
0: That's the so. question we got from uh, T. Wheelock on Twitter. What are the years? What are some of the top options you're looking at for San Antonio replacements?
2: There's just too many to name. I mean, it's right at the top of the list. Though is a goalie with NHL experience. Yeah, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, but especially with Barra moving on, that is probably the type of player you're going to see signed on. On set of free agency. Yep,
1: that will be their number one priority because they need somebody that can come up when Varley's groin fails, and be the third goalie. Right. So Uh, Avalanche fans,
2: uh, get some perspective here. Uh, This is the type of trade or this is the type of free agent signing you're going to see on July first. Well, it's very important.
1: I mean, I I know it's you know it's kind of esoteric, but it's not flashy,
0: uh, but you got to have it. absolutely necessary Spencer
1: Martin is a good young goaltender he's definitely not ready to come up to the NHL and 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 back up Calvin or or Varley if one of those guys gets hurt Um, so you you really need a a veteran you know I'm looking for a guy late 20s early 30s that has you know journeyman written all over his mask Um, that you know that won't lose you a game at the NHL level, and, and can provide solid goaltending at the AHL level.
2: So, in light of this conversation, do you have any ideas of who you like to obtain?
1: Now, yeah, I mean, Peter eye. <laughs> That's
0: what I was about to say. Is Boots available?
1: Yeah, I mean, he signed. He, he signed it last spring for, with LA again. So. Did he? But it's it, you know. Who's
0: available? Kari Ramo. <laughs> Yeah, or Reimer, Reimer, ben I, Yeah, you're not going to get Reimer or Scribbins for
2: this.
0: No. Uh, let's see. Sami Callio might be a good option. I,
1: I forget the guy's name, but the, like, the one goalie that Flames did keep in their system was a the guy they got from the Panthers midway through the year. But he was good. And... Ended up, he tore up his hip really bad or something like that. But he was their best goalie in, in the AHL for a long time. And I was like, God, you know, if we could get a guy like this.
0: Jeff zackoff
1: Jeff zackoff is a name I thought of right off the bat. Um, just because I,
0: I didn't know Yon Denis was still playing.
1: He's good. He's, he he was with uh, the Albany's team. He's 34?
0: I thought he was 34 five years ago <laughs> when he was playing with the Oklahoma City Barons. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Can we uh, get Ray Emery to come take Cody McLeod's fighting spot?
1: <laughs> That's right. You know, it, if they're actually uh, moving on from all the the face punchers down in San Antonio, we might need something like that. Well,
2: can climb off the bench, you know.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna you're gonna see the Avalanche sign a name like this. Um, I don't expect it to be anybody off the top of the list, like a Carri Ramo or a James Reimer, but because uh, those guys are. Really looking for NHL gigs and not likely to find them right now. Yeah. There's not that many out there. So we're going to be looking for a guy who's not in high demand right now. So it's okay. Right. We'll have the pick-up later on this one. Um, are there any forwards at the NHL level that you have your eye on? Either as some of the that the abs might pick up or that you want them to pick up, who isn't called Jamie McGinn?
1: I would look to guys that Florida just let go.
0: Also, Radulov is an answer to this question if you'd like it to be. <laughs>
1: um, forwards at the NHL level?
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I'm, I, I'd am i like them to sign Mathias and McGinn.
2: Right. I mean, we're looking at uh, a, a dollar amount here. We're looking for kind of a low-commitment type player, too. And uh, it's just tough. Yeah. I'd get
1: Matthias' tournament if it was low, you know. If he's willing to take $2 million for three years, I'd, I'd think about that for sure.
0: Right. That'd be okay, I guess.
1: Yeah. Not I mean, the worst.
2: Yeah. He seems um, to be the type of player that might be useful, you know, in the third year of his contract still. Yeah. I mean, you could at least put him on the fourth line as a center, you know, or wing.
1: He skates well enough that he, he's not going to slow down as much as someone who's a poor skater, you know.
2: Right. He's not too old either. 28, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's still, you got a lot of legs at 28 in the NHL still. I mean, we're not talking about a middle aged player quite yet.
0: What um, about defenseman?
2: I'm not convinced we do sign a defenseman. I mean, maybe. I mean, you got to have like a seventh guy, probably. Some guy to push Zelina. Because I don't see that player at the AHL level right now. Right now, the
0: Avalanche defense consists of Eric Johnson, Francois Beauchemin, Tyson Berry, uh, Nikita Zadorov, Chris Bigra. Who have I not said? Duncan Siemens. Duncan Siemens. Right. He might be the guy. He might be number seven. I I could
1: see Siemens up with the club.
0: I'm sure. Is Jelena the name I haven't said again? Could be Berry. I know, I said Berry. Eric Jelena is definitely the name. I cannot remember that guy. He came to the team. He immediately got hurt. He fell right out of my head.
1: The only th- I, whenever I think of his name, I think of that picture of him with his elbow that looks like someone's leg. <laughs> it's just horrifying.
0: So, I mean, anybody knows that I'm all in on the Jason Demers train. Um, other than that, the NHL UFA defender market is a little slim this season.
1: Well, Sakic and- talked about bringing Chucky back. Is I would assume the seventh or eighth defenseman, obviously. Um, I I would be in favor of that. Honestly, I mean, there's probably better options out there.
2: Sure, I mean, depends on. Doesn't it depend on how much money you're able to spend on a forward? Yeah. I mean, that's probably priority number one. If you could try to fill that top six forward spot, then you could pretty much determine what you have left to spend on another defenseman. I mean, if you can't find that forward, then maybe, I don't know, Take give Erhoff a one-year or something. Who knows? I mean, spend a little more money on a defenseman.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the team is needing uh, someone to play with Eric Johnson still. Right.
1: That I don't think we're going to find.
0: It cannot be Francois Beauchemin for 82 games. No, I'm also convinced it. I'm
2: not convinced it can't be Nikita Zadorov, and I think it should be. I think you got to yeah. roll that pair next year. I think you have to have, you have to give him that chance to grow into a top pairing defenseman. And it starts next season.
1: I, I mean, I, I really liked Z with, uh, with Bosch on the right hand side. I mean, I, I think that worked well. I mean, it'd be so nice if Bigra could grow into that role with Johnson, and I'm not saying that would be the top pair or anything like that. Um, But it's just, you know, if you look at those four guys, if those were your top four, then things are going okay. Um.
0: Jason Demers. That's my uh, contribution to this conversation. Jason Demers. I mean, what do you think he's going to be pulling down? Probably way too much. I'll probably be glad that somebody saved the abs from his contract. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll be sad that he's not on the ice for him.
2: Yeah. I mean, would you guys go a different direction with this? Maybe, like, you know, a John Michael Lyles for veteran minimum on the bench? You know, no, one year? I wouldn't. You know,
0: just uh, the old leadership card. I think they've got that guy in Francois Beauchemin. Right. I think they've very clearly learned their lesson of how bad that move can be mm-hmm. when they just bought out Brad Stewart.
1: What if Lyles would take a one year at a million? And be the yeah. third, you know, Mid-middle. third right D.
2: Chance to play one last year in a place he grew up playing. You know,
0: I'm sure. Playing, I'm I mean, reasonably sure there's better options.
1: Sure. Better options for him, or better options for the Aves?
0: For the Aves. Yeah. And I say that having the uh, the general manager's list of UFA defensemen in front of me, which includes such. All stars as Kyle Quincy and Luke Shen and Jared Cowan. Matt Barkowski and Jay Harrison.
2: Yep, a lot of guys are going to be getting overpaid.
0: 39 year old Dan Boyle's on this list. <laughs> Pick him up. Give him three years. <laughs> <laughs> There's your veteran goddamn experience. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. the
1: reactions we're having are similar to what Joe has. I mean, it's just he's looking at this, it's like, you know, what am I looking at here? This is garbage. You know, <laughs> let's go with the kids. <clears throat> you know, sign someone competent to be, you know, plan B if someone gets hurt. Jason
0: numerous. And, and rubble with the kids. <laughs> You've got Johnson and Demur. You've got uh, Zadoroff and Boschman. You've got Barry and Bigra. You've got Siemens hanging out. You've got Jelena hanging out. But anybody can bounce up and down as they need to. Boschman doesn't have to play every night if he doesn't feel up to it. Um, you've got, you know, I like that roster a lot more than I like 2015's roster. <clears throat> what
2: are you going to get the MERS for then?
0: Uh, the moon, I think, and stars. <laughs> yeah. I see people say they want to pick him up at 4x4, and I just don't think that's realistic.
1: Let's, that's more than they're going to spend, so it doesn't matter then. Yeah. I like think whoever they pick up, it's going to be for a year.
2: I don't uh, know. I take... i at take... Jason Demers' hero
0: chart right now, and all of a sudden I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I can't be the only person who thinks that, so there's no way that he uh, doesn't right. find somebody to give him way too much money. That's you don't have to be that good. You just have to be one of the best options out there. Right. I take uh, Carl Stollery
1: as an eighth defender.
0: Carl Stollery. I would. There's a name I haven't heard in a minute.
1: I I take him as an eighth defender, or even as a ninth guy, you know, for a call up.
2: I don't even know where he's been playing.
1: He's been in the San Jose organization. Yeah. Since, since we <laughs> traded him for uh, who did we get?
0: Uh, was that, that the? Uh... Oh, I know who that was for. Oh, it was for Freddie. Like... Yeah. Okay, okay. That was for Freddie from when we were going to offer sheet Dougie. <laughs> Which, by the way, offer sheet Seth Jones. Offer sheet Seth Jones. Thank you. That is all.
1: Without our third-round pick? Uh-oh. Going to have to trade something to New Jersey to get that back.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, put me on the Demers train right here. I mean, this guy's not a goal scorer, but he's pretty much got first – pairing talent in nearly every other category. Unfortunately, I think every analytics department in the NHL is probably seeing the same kind of statistics.
0: Oh yeah. Oh without a doubt. Yeah.
1: What about Tom Gilbert?
0: What about Tom Gilbert?
1: One year deal. Would you do it?
0: Luckily I don't have to make that decision. <laughs> Cause I I see all so many of these names and I just go, Nope, and who's next? Nope. Who's next? Nope. Who's next? Nope. Who's next? nope. And so I mean Roland with the with the kids is not the worst option if you can't land a burst, yeah, Tom Gilbert doesn't
2: look like he's worth paying in the n h l period yeah yeah,
0: unfortunately, this is a very bottom pairing talents. Well, it sounds like the storms are getting here, fellas, so why don't we go ahead and cut her off here? um I do want to mention chase Marshawn, of course
1: that's uh, i I wanted to mention him too he was. Invited to the Avs Development Camp, which starts on Tuesday. He was the goalie for the Ruined Amanda Huskies last year. And the Baby Avs. The Baby Avs. And he basically he, he won the, the QMJHL's version of the Vezina. And this this is a guy I wanted the Avs to pick up for a long time, and, and I'm really glad they did. Um, they also invited a couple other guys. One guy's name is Sean Willette saint amant And he won the Q's version of the Selkie last year, and he is actually eligible to play in the AHL next year. So I think he is going to be a guy that they might look at signing for San Antonio.
0: You said his name was Sean Say No More?
1: Something like that.
2: Okay. (laughs) Actually, Marshawn should qualify for the AHL, too. He's 20.
1: Yeah, he, he definitely, he's, unless he goes back for an overage year, he will be out of the QMJHL.
2: Yeah, do you think he would? Is that something you expect him to do?
1: Um, go back to the queue?
2: Right. I or think he's in the
1: looking ECHL for or something like that. I I think he I I think he's looking for a pro contract. Um, I don't think he'll go back to the queue. Um, right. I mean, you win the Vezina, basically. I mean, in the championship, you really don't have much to prove down there. So, um, right. that, that's why I was really hoping the Abs would pick him up, and you know, they're going to take a look at him at, at Dev Camp. Hopefully, gets a rookie camp invite and. You know, gets either an AHL deal or a, a full-on abs contract, and uh, starts off in wherever we have our ECHL affiliate next year.
2: You know, not a big guy, but you know, we could use an overachiever and goalie in the system.
1: Well, it's just there's a lot to work with. He, I, I've seen him play fantastic games. I've seen him look brutal out there, and I think working with Joniyan and uh, Francois There will really help him a lot. You know really get up to where we need you know someone like that to be as far as being the fifth and then fourth and then third goalie in the organization.
2: Yeah, does so he play a particular style that you think matches well?
1: I mean, I, I'm not a goalie. I, I'm not learned enough to be able to determine <laughs> that, but does he keep uh, the
0: pucks in front of him? He keeps the damn puck out of the net when it matters. So. <laughs> does he also do it when it doesn't matter because that's important. Um. Sometimes. Ninety-one <laughs>
2: know, percent save percentage.
1: So. You know. I mean, for what's available, I mean, they need a they need a fifth goalie. Yes. Um. You know, it's something that, you know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, we got to draft a goalie this year," and it's like, no, we need someone now. Well, they mm-hmm. did draft
0: a goalie, but that's yeah. not going to get you anywhere.
1: Exactly. I mean, well, and you know, Werner could turn pro if he, you know, if the Abs really wanted him to. I don't think, you know. I don't think that's in the cards but yeah. Um a guy like Marchand is actually exactly what they need as far as filling out the depth chart. So and do you
0: think he gets a contract?
1: I would imagine so unless something they see just doesn't agree with you know what he's shown in the past, you know, they, he might go through rookie camp and they're just like, "Nah, this guy's garbage. You know, we can't do this." But you know, you know I just don't see that. It. The guy is just very very dedicated and you know, I, I, I honestly think that the goalie coaching staff is going to love him.
2: Yeah. I mean, who knows where he's playing next year because the avalanche still don't have the ECHL affiliation. Do they, uh, uh,
1: I mean, technically it's still the comments The abs yeah. haven't announced it. And so the comments can't say anything, but, uh, the news is broken that it more than likely will be over. Right. So right. there's options there. We could affiliate with Colorado Eagles. We could affiliate with, uh, Wichita, they're both open right now, um, or they could just disperse throughout the league.
0: Please don't
2: do that. Yeah, yeah that's too hard on us. Well, I mean, yeah. if they're not, I if right they need is. to sign
1: like a bunch of cannon fodder just to fill out the roster, then maybe they don't need an ECHL affiliate, and they can send, you know, whoever the fifth goalie ends up being, hopefully Marchand. You know, they can send him to one of the good ECHL teams and. You know, maybe the year after they, they start looking around for an affiliate.
2: Hmm. Well, that'll be something to look forward to. Yeah. We'll
0: more look forward to seeing how elements. that turns out.
2: Oh, yep.
0: well, fellas, thanks for joining me on a Tuesday evening. Yeah,
2: thank um, you. Oh. Good to talk over the summer. The draft was fun this year. Yeah,
0: the, yeah. Dra- the draft wasn't too bad. And as we look ahead to uh, free agency on Friday, I will be working when that starts. So... Hopefully I get no-showed out, like, just constantly and can pay attention to my phone all day. <laughs> we'll see if that's in the cards. You know it won't okay. be.
2: No free agency signings until I'm at lunch, Joe. None. Okay?
0: <laughs> just wait until 5 o'clock Eastern and we'll all be happy.
2: Perfect. Thank you. Ready you... 5 o'clock Mountain.
0: We'll be back sometime Perfect. next week, probably late in the week, um, to break down the free agency things that have happened. And In the meantime, keep your head up and seek the dirty areas. Talk to you later. So the, uh, with, when he was with the Rampage, when they were Panthers' property, um, I'm going to start this sentence over as soon as the dog stop barking. <laughs> I thought surely they'd be done any minute.
1: My so, dog is looking at the computer like, should I be barking too?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do it. It's a trick. So when Grimaldi was with the, uh, the Rampage uh, when they were Florida property, there's one bar... Nope, two barks for the road. <laughs> Come on, Joe. You got this. Okay. we good? <laughs> yeah? What is with the rat? Okay, I think we're good.